second special guest. We have Craig with us. Say hello, Craig. Craig. Hi, I'm Craig. So Craig, Craig is a friend from work, but also a friend in general. In life. Yes, because Emily has now moved on from work. Craig has moved on from work, and um, I'm about to leave. Yeah. I have, like, a week left, so. Anyway, so this week, uh, you might have seen our Instagram post, but we're gonna do our first campfire stories. Yes. <laughs> I, like, can't right now. Thank you, Emily. This is my first episode running on no caffeine, so if the vibes are different, that's why. It's fine. You it's know fine. What? You gotta do what you gotta do. I yeah. Know. I'm I'm trying to be better and not have energy drinks so I can be a person, but And we're proud of you for that. Thanks. I'm just not having a good time yet. No. Stronger than most of us. Yeah. Than the rest of us in this room. It's fine. Emily, how would you rate your pain today? Today my head hurts so bad it hurts into my teeth. But the way my teeth feel is like you're at a dentist and they're like drilling out your cavities, you know? It's like that without the sharp pain, like the pressure. But I can oh, feel that yeah. in my molars. All of them. Oh, good. No, that's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so for me today, most of my pain is sitting in my back. And you know, like those foam rollers that you use to like roll out your muscles, like especially runners use them. Mm-hmm. I feel like I did that whole thing with my back, but like with a porcupine. Oh. Oh, fun. Yeah. But also kind of sounds relaxing, like a nice acupuncture. acupuncture yeah, does but it's kind of just chilling there now because I can't get it out. But it's like if the porcupine came off your back and all the spines are still there. Yeah. 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 Okay. That's okay. how we're doing. Craig, do you have some sort of pain scale for us? You're not chronically ill, but I have what, a what mental you have pain. going on? So um, <laughs> I'm uh, kind of mentally ill, but I would rate my mental health as if I died and someone's continually res- resuscitating me. And my brain's just shutting on and off again constantly. That reboot system. (laughs) She said it's not working. We got to turn it off and turn back on again. (laughs) Constantly. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and get through our quick disclaimer. So this podcast contains sensitive materials such as violence, murder, paranormal activity, and other adult topics. So listener discretion is advised. While we do research all of our episodes, we are just two Emily's with a microphone and a passion for all things spooky. Take it with a grain of salt. All of our sources will be linked in the show notes. And a special extra warning for this episode, it's going to be very paranormal and it's going to be real stories that have happened to us and people that we know. So if you're not into that sort of thing, you're not into the sort of like the creatures, the ghosts, the demons... This might not be for you. But also, let's try new things. Yeah, it'll be great. <laughs> it'll be an experience and, you know, and formatted in a conversation. I don't think it's as scary. Yeah. No photos. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, so let's get into it. So, um, me and Emily are going to start today. I'm going to go first, and then Emily's going to tell a story from Reddit. Yes. Which I'm really excited about. I have never had an original spooky thing happen to me. I stayed at the Queen Mary. I've been to Tombstone. Do I love the paranormal? Yes. Do I pray for a paranormal experience? Yes. Never happened. Yeah, the story I'm going to tell is actually not even from like me it's not from my experience but it's from someone that my sister knew okay so like we'll get into that backstory really quick so my sister knew this guy he was in the same ward as her and he was um a counselor for a troubled youth program and um so they would take um troubled teens out into like the wilderness of like northern arizona southern utah kind of like that area mm-hmm. and they would like hike kids stuff and it was like a pretty intense program or whatever but he said it was really fun and like he really liked the kids and everything and they were doing awesome work i know like the troubled teen industry kind of has an infamy around it now mm-hmm. so like i don't know which one he worked for i don't even know this kid's name 
And yes, correct. Didn't the programs last for several weeks at a time? It was. It wasn't just like a two. Or three oh, it was a fat trip. second. It was a fat second. Like some of them was even like months and months and months that these kids were gone from their families. So this particular story, I believe it happened in really northern Arizona where there was like nothing around and I believe they were pretty close to like the reservations because you can't really not be close to the reservations when you're up there. It's Arizona. So my like white mountain friends and like Cottonwood eager area I want to say. Probably. It's because probably it's really close there. to like New Mexico and the reservation areas. Mm-hmm. So they on this particular day they had been hiking all day long and a part of this program is the kids had to find their own water. So they were trying to find water so that they could set up camp somewhere where there was water nearby because it just made like cooking and stuff easier. But they had been going for so long and it started to get dark mm-hmm. and it's just not safe to hike in the dark. So yeah. the sun's going down. They come across a literal perfect square in the ground like a perfect square but it's full of water it's like flush to the ground Mm -hmm. but they can see bubbles coming up like it was running spring water that is weird but they but he said it was not man-made it wasn't like concrete cut out it was like like dirt Mm mm-hmm so it looks natural, but it definitely It looks wasn't. natural, but unnatural because the sides were literally perfect. And it That'd was a perfect hard. square. And so they were kind of weirded out by it, but they're like, okay, like, it's clearly fresh water. Like, we need to camp by water. It's getting dark. We don't really have a choice. So they went a little bit further and they found um, a clearing. And they saw at the back of the clearing, it kind of backed up to either a really thick tree line or it was like a wall of like cliff. I don't remember which one, but it was like a clear barrier. Mm-hmm. I do know that. So at the back of the clearing, they saw what looked like, you know, like um, a tower of stones, something like that. And it was getting so dark that they couldn't really see what it was. And they're like, we're not going to mess with that right now. We don't know what that is. We're just going to camp. And so our friend... The person that this happened to, he was taking one of the first watches of the night. And he said, like, he kept feeling like someone was watching him, like, Mm -hmm. the whole time. And, like, there were weird sounds. And the thing that's the scariest to me about this particular time in the story Mm -hmm. was across the clearing where he knew the stones are roughly... He could see, yes, he could see two red eyes. And he was like, listen, I am in the wilderness all the time. Like, I know what reflective animal eyes look like. It was not that. They Mm -hmm. were red. They reflect like the yellowish or whitish. They They can reflect red, but... But it's only, it's usually only for like a split second. Or if you're in like city lights and they're reflecting like red lights. Yes. Well, and if he's like been in the wilderness, like... It probably knows what the eye shine looks like. And, like, it's probably a much different feeling yeah, as well. Being yeah. watched like that. And he, can. like, I think he even said he heard, like, growling as well. Mm-mm. I'm not positive about that one, but the eyes thing, that was true. That was there. Ew. So, but, like, the next person, like, he woke up the next person for next watch, and, like, he just like dove in his sleeping bag curled up and was like hope i don't die turned away from the rocks yes craig he's raising his hand okay so um my question is were i i forgot were they allowed to have like a gun for safety reasons or anything like that no they he like he might have had a pocket knife at most yeah so basically he's just un un like Completely unprotected in the middle yes. of nowhere with these rancid glowing eyes. They don't want to have a lot of weapons around troubled teens. We're For talking like Bear grill style. You're in the woods. You have like, like maybe a knife with like the serrated edge on the back. Yes, at the most. Like, I don't even think he was allowed to have a machete. 
like nothing like that to get through underbrush. Just no. basic so, survival gear. We can understand why he's so uncomfortable because he yeah, has girl. nothing to protect himself with. Yeah, girl. And so that the other pop of melatonin would go to sleep. <laughs> and I like, understand. And like also it's really scary that the whole time they were hiking all day and like by the time it was getting dark when they were forced to camp, they came across this strange setting. Which ugh, that's okay. weird. So in the morning, everyone woke up and they decided to go across the clearing to figure out like what the stone thing was. And the eyes. And the eyes. So they walk up to it. They realize it was a stone altar. And on the altar was a rabbit that was ripped apart. It was literally ripped open. Like it wasn't meticulously cut. It was ripped open. And the blood was fresh and, like, dripping down the altar. If you can't see my eyes right now, they're really wide. Yeah. And I'm sitting with my hands like this. They're like... I forgot to bring the protection crystals for this episode. I have some. They're sitting okay, on the desk. Okay, that's still. good. Yeah. Yeah. The, the moment you see that, you go, I'm so happy I survived the night. And you walk out of that clearing. They, you never come back. they literally, they left so fast. Yeah, I would so book fast. it. Like, the second I saw the eyes, I'm like, bye, children, good luck. Honestly. Bye, figuring out I, life for yourself. <laughs> Honestly, I feel, like, I feel like I'd stay with the kids, just because then you have more bodies, you know? like That's you, good of you, Craig. It would have, no, like, I mean, like, <laughs> you have more chances, because it would have to go through all them first, you know? I guess. We don't know what it is. You can rip through them fast. I'm <laughs> not risking that. I'm but out then of there. you're secluded. You're away from all your, your meat shields. Ew. <laughs> Take it back. I, I honestly think, like, since they didn't go over to the altar at dusk, when the altar backs up to either trees or stone, I don't remember which one it was, mm-hmm. I think that's why none of them were harmed. Because I think if they went over there when it was dusk slash night, mm-hmm. oh, they definitely it would have been bad. They would have been, they would have been ripped apart. Because like, something was really close. Or like 3 a.m. even. Yeah, like, that's, it's just not good. I don't know what that was. Um, Uncomfortable is what that but was. But the fact that it was an altar is very suggestive. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely would not feel comfortable in that situation. That is genuinely mo- one of the most scary stories I've ever heard. Like, that was true. It'd be, it'd be one of the things where I would quit my job and then be like, oh, nightmares for the rest I of my know, life. I know, like, and he's had a lot more experiences than this one, like, my sister sat me down and told me a bunch of them, but, like, this is the one that I can retell accurately, mm-hmm. and it's the worst one, so. Because I it fills your nightmares forever. Yes. Ugh. Okay. Okay. Emily, it's your turn. So, mine's from Reddit, because, like I said, no original paranormal stories. I could tell you all the paranormal activities, but those are <laughs> <laughs> Um. So, it comes from the True Scary Stories um, subreddit. And the author is Riley141414. 14, 14, 14. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's titled Haunted Farmhouse. So it goes, my great-grandfather, my great-grandmother, their four kids and a dog, moved into this old farmhouse in rural central Illinois. I never personally encountered the farmhouse, as all this occurred in the late 70s, very early 80s. Okay. Here are the real terrifying encounters that my family members had. When they first moved in, a woman came up to them at the grocery store. She told them that their dog would die, that the house was evil, and the bad things would happen to them. Uh, yeah. That's so mean. That's, honestly, I feel like that'd be a mood. If someone came up to me in a grocery store and said that to me, I feel like I'd be so stunned to speak, and I'd kind of anticipate events happening. And, like, yeah. was this lady, like, was she just this crack addict who's tripping out, or is she, like, actually, like... Dealing with evil spirits and stuff. She, like, just comes up to them. She's like, hi, like, welcome to town. I know, say you were new. Your dog's gonna die. Your dog's gonna die. You oh, are like, gonna have what? terrible fortunes. Good luck. She's over here like, I, I know you're all Scorpios. And so I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then the person goes on to say, this is basically some Amityville horror S-word. Lol. Oh. Lol was not my word. I know I say it in real life and all the time in texting, but that was their word. I believe you. Thank you. Uh, so they brushed it off as though she were trying to scare them because she wanted the house, etc. No. Okay. My great-grandma had a previous husband whom he had had five other kids with. 
Only four of the kids ever lived in the farmhouse. Okay. Yeah. So my grandma, my great-grandma's daughter, and fourth kid from the grandpa. Oh, okay. Um, wait, yeah. Was the result of an affair with the great-grandpa who's in the story. So they Ooh. have their own kids. Yeah. But the fourth kid is the affair child. So number Interesting. the fourth child was yeah. the affair child. Yeah. Okay. Which is probably bad mojo, you know. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, a little. I read it wrong, so to, like, to fix the confusion, it says my great-grandma had a previous husband, and she had five of her six kids with. Oh, okay. So five and six, Wait. and then the fourth child's the fair child. Was it a fair, or did the other, did the other husband die? An affair child. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, no hate on the child, but hate on the parents. Hate on the great-grandpa. Yeah. Who, yes, did the deed. Yeah. Um, and it says that's a whole different story, uh, but the bloodline thing is crucial to the story. Okay. Um, I'll okay. try to remember. Yeah. So remember that one of the children, at least, is not connected to any of them in any way. Okay. Just that. Sounds good. The grandpa that had died, who's no longer there, had yes. been tried. Okay. Okay. Just okay. to clear things up. So there's all, all of them are related except this one half blood. Yes, half blood. Half blood. The half of the other half blood is dead. This ain't Harry Potter, Craig. Okay. It could be. Let's let Emily continue. Yeah. It helps me organize it. (laughs) Okay. And it's written kind of weird, so it kind of clears it up. Um, After the lady had told them all the things that would happen to them, every single thing happened. Ooh. They honestly thought she was a witch who cursed them because of how accurate she was on what would happen. Not long after they moved in, their dog died from being hit by a car. Oh my gosh. That's so sad. <laughs> That's horrid. Right? I find it hilarious that this just little old lady comes up to the store and like is like, this is all going to happen to you. Like, I can't help but wonder if she's like, you know, driving around in the car, hunting the <laughs> dog down. She's like, here we go. It's going to happen. <laughs> I wonder if she was like a medium or something. Maybe. Um, and then after the dog had died... She or they said that my great grandpa had turned mean, so mean that all the kids hated him, even some of the adults. Ooh. He went full dad from Amityville for besides like the killing of his family. That really reminds me of also The Shining. Yeah, like what a haunting place can do to your mind. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even sense. though that The Shining's not real. <laughs> it could be. It sends you on like the fight or flight, and definitely if you get yeah. into the fight constantly, you're going to be agitated but it's, and aggressive. It's and also like evil spirits have an effect over your moods in your mind. That mm-hmm. too. They definitely. That's if you definitely give them, a thing. If you give them that power, then they're definitely going to do everything they can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then it goes on to say, my grandma wouldn't leave that house. It's as if it had a gravitational pull on her. They believe that my great-grandpa and my grandma were possessed by the house. Interesting. It's interesting how it had very different effects on the different people. It definitely varies person by person. I feel like it... Like, by nature, you know? Yeah, and the amount of power. Like, definitely we have the the power in the relationship with evil spirits. And I feel like how people are like, oh, I'm going to give you... They they let themselves be vulnerable, I guess. That's true. Okay. Um, and then the next one says, my aunt Carrie, the youngest child, swears up and down that she saw Dracula in that house. Ew, no. (laughs) Too elaborate. All the adults were playing cards downstairs. My aunt was younger at the time and was playing near the hallway. When she looked up, she saw what she describes as Dracula looking at her. She was hysterical. My great-grandpa actually had to slap her across the face just so she would calm down. I don't think that's calming down. <laughs> I don't think the slap my face is calming I down. Feel like, I feel like maybe like splashing her with cold water or something. Yeah. Opposed to just full on like. Giving her a little. her out of the house for a second. Little taps on like her shoulders or something. I something know. nice. A I don't hug? know. Like be nice. Jeez. This is like the 70s, 80s, right? Yeah, late 70s. It gives me that vibe. They're just uh-huh. like, let me just slap you to normal. Let me slap, slap the senses into you. Like, no. <laughs> Ew. Sorry, go ahead. We really got caught up on that. It's all good. Um, it goes on to say that there's no surprise they didn't believe her. Another incident is when my great-grandpa yelled for all the kids to come downstairs. I guess there was a door that led to the second floor they entered and exited out of. Um, the kids couldn't find the door. It had disappeared. 
My great-grandpa was getting impatient and was yelling at them. He couldn't hear them at all. They said that they were on the other side shouting that they couldn't find the door. Something That's so weird. That, I, I think I'd leave the house. Like Even if I was, if I was like anywhere above 12, I'd be like, you know what? Living in the streets is better than, <laughs> than this. Digging a hole like on the property but not at the house. Like, I'm going to live in here You're now. You're like, no, absolutely not. I'll make a bunker. <laughs> Exactly. A freaking cardboard box. My little house shack. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so something else similar that happened to my great-grandma's niece. She'd gone upstairs and walked past where she thought were the kids playing. They were being loud, so she opened and stood at the door and went to yell at them, but of course no one was there. Mm. I know, how cliche, but when she went downstairs and described to my great-grandparents which room and door it was in, they said, there's no room there. It's a door that leads to the outside. It's also boarded up, so there's no way you could have opened it. So if she actually had opened the door, or even tried to walk into the room, she would have fallen out of the second-story house. She was so freaked out that she left and never came back after that. She swore there was a room and door there. The house obviously liked to play with your mind. My uncle took a picture of the outside house with his hands kind of posed. When he got them back from the developing place, they said they needed to show him something. In the proofs of the picture, he posed his hands um, where he put posed his hands. They were being held down by something. Ew. Yeah. What? Like, I, wait, but yeah. what, by a physical, like, hands or something? Or, like, what was holding them down? It just says his hand, his posed hands were being held down by something. Interesting. Yucky. Also, like, the vibes of, like, the house changing really reminds me of, like, the Winchester house. Mm-hmm. Winchester House, Monster oh. House, because Craig got me thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> That's yucky. I definitely, definitely, they should have taken the hint the first few times and been like, you know what, that rancid old lady was right, and we should move. But, we should get out. I mean, at that point, like, drug your parents and drag them away, because... Craig, Craig, we no. told you, no more roofing. <laughs> no. If, if they're going to try to stay in a haunted house where someone almost walks off the second story, doors are disappearing and you're stuck there, like, definitely, it's time to get them out. If you have to hit them with a the bat to get them out, but drag them. Craig, you yeah. and I have two very different ways of getting people Absolutely out. Absolutely not. Emily, please continue. <laughs> <laughs> so now here's where more bloodline comes in. Okay. My great-grandma's ex-husband and baby daddy married her new husband's daughter and two children. Let me reread that. Okay. <laughs> My great-grandma's ex-husband, so the, the fair one. Oh, okay. And baby daddy married her new husband's daughter. Okay. Oh, Okay, ew. yeah, so he jumped down... <laughs> That's so not the, cool. the incest incest father married her daughter. Wait, no. Wait. <laughs> we clearly don't know what's happening in this family. I don't think no. they do either. I don't yeah. It's, so the next line says so it was a messed up family circle. Since they were all intertwined, my grandma's ex husband slash stepson in law. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. It was Ew. he he jumped down a generation to her daughter. That's that's yucky. That is yucky. Ew. Um, so, yeah, let me reread that. My grandma's ex-husband slash stepson-in-law and stepdaughter slash her kid's stepmom slash stepsister would stay with them sometimes. Ew. Ew. I can't. I should have put another disclaimer that there is incest in this episode. I didn't I even didn't know. know. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't read it until just now. <laughs> All I saw cry. This is nasty. All I saw was the first part about the witch and then the last part, like the last story. And you're like, oh cool. I said this one's gonna be cool. Yeah. Uh so the first and the last time they stayed at the farmhouse was when they were asleep on the second floor. Some family was downstairs playing cards and they heard a bed squeaking violently. You know what they thought was happening and they were a little disturbed. They tried to ignore it, but it was nonstop. One of the adults wants to tell the ex-husband and his new wife to please quiet down. Ew. But they knocked, and there was no answer. The adult reluctantly opened the door. The ex-husband and his new wife were sound asleep, fully clothed. The next morning, when the ex and new wife were told about what happened, they'd slept in their camper for the rest of the visit. Because they were just peacefully sleeping, but, like, yeah. loud noises were happening upstairs. That's so weird. That... 
Oh, that makes me so uncomfortable. Not only that they had to go, like, it was loud enough that they thought the activity that was happening was happening, but they also were like, you know, <laughs> let's go stop it, and then nothing's happening. Like, I'd be uh, like, uh, like, we're all leaving. Yeah, that, girl. that ghost or whatever. Burn was, the house. It definitely wanted to scar them. Would that, re- would that release the ghosts if you burn the house? Is that bad? Like a Ouija board? Like how you're not supposed to burn a Ouija board? I feel like it might. I feel like it might haunt the grounds. Then um, Zach Baggins bought a There's... really haunted property. It's okay. in a documentary called um, Demon House or something like that. Okay, you can find it pretty much anywhere. Um, and he buys a super haunted house and he stays in it for a while. It's haunted, clearly. Uh huh. And they don't burn it; they just like destroy it, like okay, knock it down, knock it down. But the property's left there. Like they haven't done anything with the property because uh-huh. it's very haunted like very demonically haunted well certain things like there's different types of hauntings like ghosts and spirits and things can be connected to the house and those can be cast out but if it's connected to the ground that is very difficult that is very difficult that's a lot older Mm -hmm. and usually that's like the, the, the the demons it didn't look like a super old house um but like some things are so dark that even if you bring them in a lot later after it was built, it can attach itself to the grounds that it was built on. Yeah, I would suggest watching the documentary if you want a a good laugh, but also a little information. Just like rule of thumb, every time you come to a new house, get that get that blessed. Bless Don't mess around with that. Do what you gotta do. Anything. You gotta gotta purify before you. Live yeah, there. yeah. We don't mess with that. Okay, and then the last one that I had, this was the one that interested me. There was also this reoccurring red spot that no matter how much you scrubbed it, it would always come back. No. I'm sure there's much more stuff, but there are mostly reoccurring things that I've heard. Unfortunately, the only person who could tell you anything she's experienced in that house was my grandma, who has since passed. No, Mm -hmm. years later, they found out that my great-grandma's oldest daughter's husband's uncle tried, yeah, actually hung himself in the basement oh my gosh okay so there was a suicide there in addition there seems to be a murder because you have a red spot that won't go away that obviously sounds like a ghost like like a blood stain you Mm -hmm. know yeah like there's definitely some unresolved feelings there yeah of the spirits um and he had done that years before they moved in okay so my family only stayed there because they were not financially stable enough to leave which unfortunately happens. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't blame them. Yeah. After they moved out, a new family moved in. The new family stayed there for a week and then stayed in their RV for the rest of the time till they could find a new house. After that family moved, the farmhouse burned down. Hell yeah. (laughs) I'm not really sure if the house caught on fire or if it was burned down on purpose. I've drove past where it was located so many times. It's all cornfield now. The old grain solos that sat with it are still there, but that's it. I always wondered what happened to the make that farmhouse so evil. I feel like it's kind of a good thing that it burned down because now no one else would get haunted. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, like, what if they just cursed the land? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Maybe the spirits, since the house burned down, maybe the spirits were released. Maybe they attached to the ground. It kind of depends what type of haunting it was. Yeah. I guess how attached they were. Some people move on. Some people do, yeah. I don't know. Good story, though, Emily. Dang. Thank you. I searched for a little while, but it's really easy to find on the subreddit. True scary stories. We'll just go through the subreddit all day. I love the subreddit. You know, Reddit is gold. It's gold. Treasure. It's definitely the wild west of the internet, because people can pretty much say whatever they want, and you're like, ah. Yeah. Like, the the most vile stuff is on Reddit, so, like discretion friends discretion if you're 13 you should not be on reddit <laughs> but also like know what like subreddits you're on absolutely definitely if you're on certain subreddits it's gonna be safer than others mm-hmm. absolutely all right craig it's your turn okay your time to so, shine um my scary stories are actually like family stories like the spooky house except i'm actually related to the people yeah <laughs> that's me yeah so um there's two stories I have. One I'm going to deem Great Aunt Sue, and the other is going to be Grandpa Joe. I know uh, Great Aunt Sue is actually one of my, like, great-great aunts or something, and then Grandpa Joe is 
like a direct um, line to him. Okay. Okay. But we're just gonna start like Sue and Jill aren't the real names. I obviously gave them fake names because I yeah absolutely yeah. keep it secret keep, keep it secret. safe. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> and so um uh I'll just jump straight into the first one, and it's gonna be about Sue. It's a bit shorter than the other one. And by a bit shorter, I mean like half the length, but we'll still enjoy it anyway. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So one of my great-great-something aunts, who we will call Sue, lived on the reservation for a majority of her life. She was born around the turn of the 20th century, so like 1890 to 1910. Okay. Circa. Like, I honestly, I didn't, like, it's been a long time since my parents told me the story, and I didn't want to go talk to them because I'm lazy. But yes. like, I remember, like, I know the time period. Okay. And so, obviously, times were really tumultuous. You have, like, World War One that's going to happen soon. 1917. Electricity and flying, all this fun stuff happening. The Great Depression. Yeah, on the brink. So, um, she experienced growing up on the reservation, and it made her pretty knowledgeable about, like, skinwalkers and the supernatural. And she had many experiences, and she was more connected to the spiritual than like the spiritual side than most of us would be okay because uh-huh. and in addition a lot of people don't talk about it and even if they don't talk about it as much on the reservation they still like will allude to it and you know what to do to keep yourself safe right yes yes <laughs> emily's very excited i love talking about the skinny boys yes yeah but emily's banned you've, them you've heard me say the word skinny boy with no explanation and that is what craig is talking about yeah, so I I'm, don't really like saying the name. If I'm I gonna start. It. I just wanted to say it once so we knew like exactly what we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's but fine. Now we're gonna switch to Skinny Boy. So in the future, Skinny Boy equals the word from earlier. Skinwalker. I'll say it. Okay. Thanks, Emily. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sacrifice myself. <laughs> okay. Um. So she was taught the proper steps to keep like yourself safe in these situations around mm-hmm. the supernatural and skinny boys and how to just like not invite more into your life because sometimes you'll come across it and like actions you take can cause them to stay with you longer or like stuff like this and yeah. so obviously she was taught how to you know get them out without making them stay longer yes and so um she had other i'm only going to talk about one experiences but she had other little ones with skinny boys but um, this was the most mem- memor- memorable. <laughs> Sorry. It's um, all good, friend. For a bit of context, she lived on a ranch, and this occurred like circa 1920, 1930. So she was like, she was like, I think she was like 20 or 30. She w- she had a family, but she wasn't like old, but she was established. Okay. You know? So her house had electricity and light. Which at the time, um, and, the, and the location was very expensive. She lived on the res, and she was out in the country. Mm-hmm. And so even though it was expensive, they only really had, like, one or two light bulbs and, like, not really good electricity, shortages, blackouts. And so it was, by our standards, it would have been horrible. But mm-hmm. for them, they were, they were living the high life. Yeah. <laughs> so into the actual story. Sue and her family were concluding a day of work and had closed all their animals. They had set up for the night and they, had happen- and they did happen to have electricity at the time and were getting ready for bed when they started hearing weird noises. Neighing, hoofballs, general movement outside their house. And this was abnormal. Like, obviously, when you've locked out all your animals and you've Do they them- usually settle down for the night? When you lock them up, yeah. So they kept them in a barn and in like in, in their enclosures, and they weren't really like super close to the house, and so okay. like you could hear them if they were being loud, but you shouldn't hear them all the time. Like you know what I mean? That makes sense. And they were getting the the noises and like the movement constantly, and it was near their house, and so obviously, Ooh, like, that's weird. Yeah. So like they were getting kind of like spooked out, and. They were worried because it sounded like a horse, and horses are very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so they worried, like, could it have been robber? Did wild animals like break open the pen? Like, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What? Like, could it be something else, like a skinwalker or a skinny boy or something? <laughs> nice mix. I know. Thanks, friend. But um, they like they were just like, you know what? It might 
let's just look outside the windows. And so they looked, Sue looked out her front door and it did have like the glass paneling and um, she saw one of her horses. And this horse happened to be walking, like it happened to be up on its hind legs, like bipedally. And it wasn't just like standing there. It was like walking around and like human-like, but um, horses, horses don't stand on their hind legs. No. And even if they do for like a split second, they, they're not like walking around that way for prolonged uh, uh, visual is disgusting it is to me. so he told us the story the first time at work and i think about it all the time now and my one question if i can ask her a question would be like was the horse like walking around like actively like was it person like mm-hmm. or was it more like being held up like a puppet you know what? I don't know. I You know what I'm I mean? Because like if it was like being controlled almost like puppet like movements. Either way, disgusting. Either way disgusting. I Terrible. think it would be more because the way that skinwalkers are, it would have stood upright like it looked just like a horse standing upright. Because I've seen videos of like people's dogs and goats even doing it. Yeah. Where they just are like walking around like chilling on their back legs. Yeah, but for this, I feel like it was more of like the skinwalker opposed to puppet like skinny boy opposed to puppet like. Sorry, it's because okay. um, it was walking around and it wasn't just like sitting there like floating. Because I feel like puppet like would be the movements would yeah. be noticeable in a way. Mm-hmm. And then for horses, their hips are kind of weird, so it would be hard for them to stand up. Like absolutely, well, yeah, it's like they're stuck in that position. Essentially, they just go back a little bit and then they're up a little bit higher, like. When they do the stand-up nay thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like that. Really, like, <laughs> but this one was actually, like, full-on, like, sitting up straight, like, standing. Ew. Like, its arms just flopping. Like, it's not, like, <laughs> moving its arms like they normally it's do just when they get around. all wild. Yeah. It's just, like, walking around creepily. So, <laughs> it's um, got, like, a little purse on its scope and everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh. It's going to the mall. <laughs> It just has its, like, Gucci bag. It is. <laughs> yeah. Material girl. Material yes. girl. <laughs> so, back to it. So, obviously, Sue, like, she looked at it for a long time because, obviously, or not a long time, but she looked at it enough to understand what was going on. And she was just, like, uh, bad vibes. And so. Uh-huh. She, yeah. <laughs> she backed away from her, like, her door and she, like, moved the curtains over. And so, she walked Oh, wait. She walked to the mantle, and of course, time period, you're in the middle of nowhere, things happen, wolves. She got, like, the family shotgun, because, you know, we're a country like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so she proceeded to, like, put the rest of her family to bed, and then she sat awake all night, just, like, holding the shotgun in their family room, like, just in case the skinwalker got a little excited and wanted to break down into their house. <laughs> this is like a horse-shaped hole in the wall. <laughs> And they're like, gosh, dang it. Gosh, darn Tommy's out of the game. <laughs> so bad. And so she waited until the sun, like, rose up. Because usually skinny boy activity ceases with, um, like, the sun up. Some yes. places it does continue, like uh, skinny boy ranch. But as, yes. as general, like, daytime, you're pretty safe. And so when morning came, the horse was back in the barn. They didn't really notice anything else. Like, they didn't notice the enclosure had been tampered with. It just, somehow it was back in the barn, and it was locked again. And they were Ew. just like... they were just No! Like, yeah, so they were like, obviously, like, um, either something went in and opened it and then pulled the horse out and then put it back in, or it had opened it from the inside, gotten out, and did it. Like, either way! No. I just hook marks on the door. I just see like this horse with its two hooves because it does have opposable th- fingers. It just like sticks them together next to a lock and like slides it over and pushes the door open. It's so bad. And then they didn't experience the activity again like once the sun was up or in the next few days. And so obviously they're like, well, something bad was with this horse and it's not happening again, but we should still be careful. So they sold the horse and then uh, they said, get that out of here. They didn't want to kill it because horses are expensive and absolutely you can't 
So they sold it, and then they didn't tell the people they sold it to about the experience. And <gasps> Shady! I yeah, so they managed to, and it wasn't like an old horse either. Like, it was a, they used it for like, like travel and help with the fields and everything. Yeah. And like heard other horse animals. Work. Horse work. Yeah. And so it was healthy, and so they just like sold that horse and never spoke of it again. Oh. And so, the like, the I feel bad for the people who bought the horse, but at the same time, I'm just like, I wonder, if any, <laughs> I wonder if anything happened or if it was just like chill after that. Yeah, it might have just been the one experience, but either way, like if it was a skinwalker like possessing the horse, mm-hmm. creepy. If it was a skinny boy, um, just like in the shape of the horse. Well, that's usually what they do. That's what like their whole lore because is. the fact that it was locked back up in the shed, like. Skinny boys can be very violent and they can, like, literally mutilate animals. So the fact that, like, it was untouched, it wasn't, like, the barn wasn't broken into, it could have easily, like, seen the horse that day mm-hmm. and put itself into the shape of the horse to try to lure the people out. Cause yeah. that's what they do. They, like, transform themselves because they're technically, um, like, Native American people who would practice, like, their dark magic yes. and talking in Harry Potter terms. And then they would transform into these, like, wolf-like creatures. So the belief is that they just transform into other things to get mm-hmm. to lure you places and do bad things. Yeah. And, and also the fact that it they didn't mention that the horse was injured the next day after standing in an unnatural way for that long the horse's hips the spine would have been all messed up definitely easily but still bad vibes from the horse 100 percent. they said get that out of here get that out way to go them they knew what to i don't do. blame them at all they sue, were like get it out sue was like uh-uh not here and that horse gone sue said close the blinds and we'll talk about it in the morning <laughs> so i'm gonna get my shotgun and we're not gonna say anything yeah and um, it's important to notice that um, Sue did not acknowledge its presence. She did not call out to it. And then after she saw it, she made sure to back away and not like continue looking at it. Yes. Because that draws its attention and can make it more aggressive. That like put a chill down my spine yeah, all of a sudden. There, I was like, is, oh. there is a right way to deal with this sort of thing. And that was definitely it. To acknowledge it as little as possible but still make sure that everyone in the house was safe. Because if she... Like, heaven forbid, went outside. This would have been a lot different of a story, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. You don't... Be careful. Uh, it's like, I joke about it, but, like, not really. Like, I'll, I'm not afraid of saying the name because, mm-hmm. like, where, where's it going to come from? I live in the <laughs> suburbs, you know? Yeah. But if I were, to like, to go out and do those things, no. We don't talk about it. We don't mm-hmm. invite it. And, like, a lot of people say once you see it, you just gotta be like, no, I didn't turn around. Basically, go away. You don't tell a person until, like, you're on your deathbed. Yeah, girl. And you make sure, like, after you see it, you don't, like, you don't stay in the area unless you, look, you live there and you're in your house and you're protected. Yeah. You don't stay in the area. You don't, like, look back at it. You don't continue. You don't run away from it. You watch slow because it is a predator. And you like you do all these yeah. things that keep like a safe. bear. <laughs> it is like a bear, an intelligent bear. Ew, bears are intelligent. They're like honey yeah, pots. Come on. <laughs> a bear with a human brain. Okay, here. Okay. <laughs> okay, what's your second story? <laughs> okay, the second um is gonna be Grandpa Joe. Okay. And um, I have told Emily this one before, but it was at work and we were like taking customers and stuff, so it wasn't really condensed. And so this is like a more polished version. And so the- Nice. I'm excited nonetheless. Yes. I'm here for this. Either spooky. way, like I can fully pay attention now. Yes. Yes. So <laughs> Grandpa Joe was around 30, and this happened like this experience happened like circa 1890. So it's back in the day. Um, Joe was an experienced herder slash rancher, and I do believe he was um, on a different side of the family. So um, Sue and Joe, no connection. Okay. okay. So um, he would ranch and herd cattle across the United States for months at a time, and they've been doing this for many years. And so, like, what herders and ranchers do is back in the day, they'd have this like two thousand, three thousand, fifty thousand herd 
cows, like mm-hmm. a crap ton of cows. And obviously, <laughs> they have to eat, and you have to move them from like water place to water place, and you have to get them around, and they have to exercise, and so they'd herd them across area. And so, the herding jobs, you'd like, you'd start, and then you'd herd them across from one area to the next. Maybe you want to move them south for winter because you want them to stay. You don't want them to freeze in the snow. Mm-hmm. And so they'd hurt them like large distances. And you want, it was just, he was very experienced. You're always out at night. You're always dealing with the cows. You're going and finding like cows that run off. And you're dealing with the, you're going through reservation and stuff. You're dealing with some stuff. So mm-hmm. it wasn't like he had just, he wasn't a newbie. Like, you know, he yeah. knew what he was doing. When did you say this was again? Like 1890s. Okay. And so, okay. um, Joe, circa, like give or take, yeah, like give or take general area, general area, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Joe had recently tried to get his life in order. He had stopped drinking, he had stopped smoking, and he was on like I'm gonna be a model. Okay, <laughs> 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 sorry. He was like I'm gonna be a model citizen and try to you know do better. Sorry for the mess up. <laughs> it's fine, Greg. Keep going. Okay. <laughs> we dead. You kill us dead. So Joe was coming home after a job and was traveling on his horse through a forest, which would significantly speed up his trip, like at okay. least a few hours faster, if not not hours, a few days faster, if not. Oh, weeks. dang! Just oh, because, okay. Like going around an entire forest. Forests are big. Yeah. <laughs> so cows um, are hard to herd. The road. He wasn't yeah. herding cows anymore, so he's just like alone in his horsey going home. Either okay. way, horses yeah. are hard to herd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, especially the last horse. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Ew. Spook. Okay, so he was going at a slower pace, but was still making good time on his trip, and it was about midday. So this is abnormal because obviously things happen more when the sun's down, and so yeah. it was kind of extra, like extra spooky. So um, he was going through the forest, and as he was, like, traveling on his horse, something caught his eye at the base of the tree. And so he, he, like, obviously was like, oh, like, what is this, like, shiny white object? He goes up to it, and he finds, like, a whole cigarette. And it wasn't, like, half burned, and it wasn't, like, didn't look, like, soggy, like it had been rained on, it didn't look dusty, it looked pristine, like, straight out of the packaging, and it was just lying there. And he Ew. was kind of weirded out, because, obviously, cigarettes were ex- expensive. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. uh, he dismissed it, he was like, it's just a coincidence, he did not pick it up, and he wanted, because he, he had just stopped, he was like, I'm going to stay true to my conviction, I'm going to, you know, do good. And so it bothered him as he, like, traveled away from it, but he, he was just like, whatever. So we continued on this way. As more time passed, he noticed another object at the base of a tree. So um, he found an entire package of matches, unopened and in, like, pristine condition. And so that's also weird. So he found cigarettes and then matches. But he was like, you know what? I don't need the matches. I already have my own. I need to light fires and stuff. And so he was just like, you know what? It's not worth my time to stick, like, to go pick up these random matches. I still would have picked them up, if I'm being honest. Like, (laughs) extra stash. Okay. (laughs) More campfires. I'm not going to smoke the cigarette. We know how Emily plays Breath of the Wild now. Oh, yeah. I've been. She's a collector. I'm a collector in real life. I know. (laughs) (laughs) As you sit in my collection. (laughs) Okay, so Joe determined that one object is a coincidence, but two, like, perfectly fine objects, uh-uh. That's not that cool. is. Joe started being Sucks. like, uh, like, I'm getting scared, spooky feel- spooky vibes. So he started feeling anxious, and he felt like someone was watching. The hairs on the back of his neck rose, and ever so often he- he'd hear faint noises around him. And he dismissed them, like, he was like, they're- I'm just playing tricks on myself, they're not there. Like, plus they were really quiet. He heard, like, twigs breaking, footfall, breathing, and he was just like, you know what? Like, they, they're not there. Like, I'm just scared, so I'm... The breathing is the gross. The breathing is gross. I don't like that. So he started getting on edge, rightfully so. Yeah. And um, he noticed something at the base of the tree again. So this time he found an entire package of unopened cigarettes. So, um... Time-wise, so cigarettes are extremely expensive back then, especially if it's unopened in the package. 
out. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. weird. Weird. Spooky vibes. So this obviously caused, like, full-blown panic. He was like, obviously, um, the noises I'm hearing are there. Like, something's watching me. Something's... Because that's just screams trap. And so... And plus, no one would leave those on the ground. Like, mm-hmm. that could be, like, a few... Like, a week of, of work, almost, or something. And yeah. so you don't want to just... No one would just leave those on the ground. It, someone obviously left them with there with intention. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So um, he decided his he he decided that something was either trying to lure him off his horse, or trying to get him to smoke again. And either way, he was like, you know what, bad vibes. So he decided his best course of action action was to speed out of there. So he brought his horse to like a swift gallop because he was only like, like trotting along, you know, mm-hmm. as one does. <laughs> so he as he was like getting his horse to go faster, he started to feel off. The feeling of being watched, along with the noises, increased a thousandfold. Ew. His horse was agitated, and the noises got worse. There was something following him. It sounded bipedal, and it was keeping pace with his gallop. Uh-uh. Seemingly, like, right behind him, so he's hearing heavy breathing and stuff. Uh. He was like, uh, like, this thing doesn't sound like it's on four legs. It sounds like, like a person running. And uh-huh. bad vibes. Bad Absolutely vibes. not. No, thank you. Especially on a horse when, you're like, a swift gallop, maybe he's going 20, 30 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not going slow. Definitely. And it's like a normal person cannot run 20 miles an hour. Yeah. Absolutely no. not. No. No. Like, Usain Bolt for maybe, like, 15, 20 seconds, but then even he's, like, slowing down. Like, mm-hmm. no one's running that speed. No, for it's for a short period of time, yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. This is a forest. <laughs> It's like jumping over things too, like maneuvering a yeah. forest, like walking in the forest is hard sometimes. Yes. Yeah. So we started hearing heavy breathing and growl-like noises coming from the direction of the footfalls. Ew. He urged his horse to go faster and faster, like literally he pushed his horse to the, like as fast as it could, and it's probably going faster because it also is agitated and you can tell something's wrong. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so like normal, like the fast fast horses can go like thirty to fifty miles. And so, yeah. obviously, this adrenaline up horse is probably going really fast. At least 40, if not 45. She's 50. hauling. She's hauling. Like, she's going. She's out of there. And obviously, so, he wanted out of that forest. And so, um, as he was, like, urging his horse forward and going fast, the noises got worse. And the thing was keeping pace with him. And then, eventually, it started going, like, faster. Like, it was in front of him almost. Mm. And so, it like, it was to the side of him, but it was also, like, in front of his horse. Almost, like, running alongside him, but a bit ahead. Like, if it was saying, like, oh, I can go faster than you, and, like, you're not safe, obviously. Yeah. And obviously, that's bad vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And um, he said it was, like, he could, it, he could feel it staring and it felt like it was going at a leisurely pace. Like, it didn't seem Ew. exhausted. And Ew. it didn't seem like it was, like, breaking a sweat doing this. It seemed like it was just, like, Nasty. A, like a normal person It's jogging. playing games. It's playing games. Which is extremely creepy. Well, clearly it's playing vibes. games because he's finding, like, little trees so long his path. Yeah. Ew! It's, like, that mixed with the fact that it's not going as fast as it could. It's creepier to me. Like, what's his intention then? Yeah. 100%. So, definitely bad vibes. And so, Joe decided not to stare directly at it and to not acknowledge its presence. Very good. Nice. As one should. And after what must have been hours, because he's going through an entire forest, and I mean, he's calling uh. A, but his horse can only go so fast. Mm-hmm. So, after what must have been hours, he reached the edge of the forest. And as he left the forest, the, no- the noises immediately stopped. Ew. The, like, the running stops. He no longer sees or feels the presence looking yeah. at him. And it had seemingly stayed in the forest. So Joe was obviously freaked out. He decided to go as far as his horse could take him because it's already exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, it's already been running away. So it took he took his ho- horse as far as he could away from the forest, as far as it could go, and set up camp for, like, the night. And then Joe decided to never enter that forest again. Yeah, girl. Good like, idea. You know, was careful. So, okay, I want to talk about this. Sorry. Let's unpack. The, so, <laughs> first of all, the little the little gifts 
that were like very trap like. And what what strikes me is it almost as if it knew him because he yes. had just stopped. Like he's just got into his I'm a model citizen mode mm-hmm. and stopped smoking and drinking, and then he finds cigarettes and matches just laying there. And they're no. pristine. It almost makes me wonder if they were even real or if it was like 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 it, they conjured it or made him see game. them. Yes. And also the fact that he said it sounded like it was on two legs. So what I know about these creatures, I know that if they're in a more predatory state, sometimes they prefer to be kind of mixed with a wolf or a coyote because they're faster and that's more like a predatory animal. Mm-hmm. But this thing was clearly hunting him. So that whole thing where they're more predatory, that is a characteristic of the Windy Boys. They will change into wolves when they're more predatory. I don't know if it's necessarily true for their cousins, the Skinny Boys. They're kind of predatory by nature anyway. Skinny Boys are mostly known for being wolves, though. Like, that's what they transform into. But they can do more than that, but mostly wolves. But yeah, like... What, what, like, struck me was just, like, what... Obviously, the matches and the cigarette and the cigarette box, Mm -hmm. like, unopened and in the package were there for a reason. Mm -hmm. And so, like, what would have happened if he had gotten off his horse and picked him up or stuff Mm -hmm. like that? Game over. And in addition, when it's going, like, it's just, it's like playing with them. Like, Mm -hmm. is it bored and just wants to, like mess with him and it also it makes do. me wonder if his horse like the horse's presence kept him safe not only the speed but like just like the bigger animal in general yeah two bodies is better than one yes and so it was just like the whole experience is just really creepy bad vibes and if bad he vibes. like looked at it looked at it especially in the eyes game over that would have been it i think i would have died if i looked into its eyes I'd have a heart attack and on the spot. I'm it gone. wants you to look into his eyes so it can literally take over your body. Ew. And that's what it wants. It, or to addition, harm you. It was just like messing with him. Like yes. it's not going as fast as it could. It's not like trying to trip his horse. It's not mm-hmm. trying to hit him or like do anything. It's just like staring at him, like this weird, creepy, supernatural stalker. I, I wonder if it was almost in a way, begging him to look at it. Mm-hmm. Ew. We're all sitting here in silence, just, like, spooked out. Yeah. <laughs> just, I, it just, it's, it's gross. really it's nasty. Like, it didn't want to show itself to him. It wanted him to look at it. Which yes. is, like, it's, like, I it, it wanted him to acknowledge its presence and give him, like, give it the power over him. Mm-hmm. And it was just a whole, ugh, bad vibes. I will say he did do everything right in this situation, though. Like, even though it is better to briskly walk away from, like, a creature like that, haul in on your horse to get out of the tree line is it was probably the best course of action because since this didn't happen at night, it must have happened because of the shadiness of the trees. Yeah, and in addition, this stuff doesn't normally happen at night. So either he was on some, like, like spooked lands or something like this skinwalker was on some stuff i just wonder if it was really thick trees maybe i i almost doubt it because if it was thick trees he wouldn't have been able to run really he wouldn't have been able to go that fast on his horse and so Uh. it almost makes it seem like it was out just in broad daylight which is even creepier it is and must have had been like a skinny boy ranch situation where the ground is very cursed very mm-hmm. cursed. And if you think about it, because like it's 1890 era, mm-hmm. there's not really like a lot of fences like we have now. And he's yeah. kind of just free range in it. Mm-hmm. Like, Arizona wasn't even a state at this time. And so it really opened borders. He could go anywhere he wanted to really, as long as he's not like harming stuff and the people who own the land aren't getting angry mm-hmm. at it. Mm-hmm. And so he could be anywhere, like absolutely anywhere. People, like areas that we couldn't go today because it, like someone owns it or yeah. like, the government or and whatever. It makes you wonder if like we've built on land like this. Yeah. Well, that's what happened in that one film, Poltergeist. Mm. They built on the 
Native American burial ground. They call it the Indian burial ground because it was 1980, 1970. Yeah. Um, but that's what the movie's based on. And it's, like, the spookiest part because, like, the the city's being built and, like, they're the homes and stuff. Like, it's a, it's a home yeah. building site. And so, like, all the skeletons are, like, coming out of the ground. So it's, like, I don't think that's, it's unheard of. That's when you stop. Yeah, yeah, but they had to make that book in the movie. Yeah. Whoa, gotta get that checked. <laughs> I don't know. This is why we have to be so respectful of the indigenous people's lands. They know better than we do. They know what's going on. They tell each other everything. And also, like, it was theirs in the first place. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oops. Uh, I definitely feel like regionally, depending on the tribe and just, like, what area of the world you are, um, like, the spookiness and and the... presences, the skinny boys, the windy boys, all those, they kind of change depending on your area and depending on the people. Yes. Um, and so definitely you have areas where they're super aggressive mm-hmm. and then somewhere they just like to essentially mess with people. Yeah. Like here in our area and even like Utah, they're always described as being like humanoid creatures. They're very pale or it's like a coyote mix, a wolf mix mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, the flesh runners that are in more like closer to like, I think, um, Oklahoma, mm-hmm. they're described as being more gray and their shape is craggly and like not exact. And they're very predatorial, mm-hmm. red eyes nasty yeah and then like the windy boys they sound very similar to um flesh runners sometimes they take the forms of like deer with antlers and yes stuff, they but... can be not deer also um the real term is wendigo yes i Emily really don't like saying boys. just Win- so we i don't, don't like saying wendigo everyone. i they also can be called winnebago's yes. it kind of depends those ones are probably the most predatory ones and those are in appalachia I will never Ooh. live in the Appalachian Mountains. You can go, kill me dead before I go. Just to look at the tree line and then go home. There's yes. a lot of lore about them, like different stories about how windy boys come to be. Like mm-hmm. a lot of cannibalism and cold and starving mm-hmm. to death and just weird stuff. Yes. And so like trauma and bad things bad and lives. bad decisions attract them. They're also just very predatory. They take the um, the bodies of wolves a lot. If you're also looking for deer. good lore on it, um, Supernatural, I believe it's episode two. two. Yeah, season Isn't one, episode like, two. And they talk about it a little more. Because Isn't there a, vin- a video game that has like, Until Dawn? Yes, Until yeah. Dawn. I love that It's game. similar. That's not how they actually look. Maybe some of them do. I don't know. I don't but know. that's not the true that's not the original lore what they look like. What they actually look like is Arguably scarier. Yeah. yeah. Either way, not good. Be mm, careful out you. there. Be respectful of what land you're on. And definitely just, like, know how to deal with them. And, like, Don't be stupid. Don't look at it. Just pay attention, it. essentially. Slowly. You make sure you go in groups. Like, you, we'll see movies and people are, like, running through the woods alone. Uh-uh. They're like, let's split up. And I'm like, you, you never. Just, you literally never just said never to my... <laughs> I'm like, you just said to my face, let's die. Like, no. No. Get it together. Definitely, if something wants to attack you, if you split up, you're much more vulnerable. And it's going to be more eager to attack you because it's going to be easier for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Definitely stay in groups. Get yourself, you know, pepper spray, a gun, a knife, oh, something, a baseball bat, a golf club. Just stay safe. Oh. Become a ninja. Are you happy, Emily? You got me to talk about the skinny boys. Yes, I've been wanting her to talk about them for so long, but they are very interesting. I just want to be careful to be respectful. Yeah. Because a lot of the people, not only just in, like in Arizona, people are really weird about talking about them, and I don't want to be res- disrespectful to our indigenous peoples' culture, culture because it is very real to them. For sure. And, like, I'm not doing it to, like, joke around or make fun of it. No. I just find it super interesting. Like, it is I talk about very it interesting. The same way I would talk about Robert. But less jokes because peace and love, Robert, you kind of kill me dead. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I definitely feel like um, 
in Arizona and other places, we're a lot more careful about it. And I feel because more of us have had experiences and there's more activity here, especially in Phoenix. Phoenix has a lot of activity. Phoenix has crackheads to the max. Yes. I was there yesterday and two homeless people were fighting with each other. Just on the corner. Did you take a video? (laughs) No. I was too afraid. I kept my hands on the steering wheel and was like... You're like, this is fine. Looking around, I'm like, nothing's happening. Oh my gosh. Um, Well, I have a few more stories I could tell um, if we had time. But yeah, there's definitely some scary stuff out there. I would stay safe. Yeah. We are going to have more episodes like this, our campfire episodes. I really like this format a lot. We need to get some of our other friends to come and join us. Yes. It'll be very fun. We're sitting around the microphone like it's a campfire too, so it's spooky. It really adds to the vibes. I just want it to be like a more cozy, you're listening to your friends talk about some experiences that they've heard about or that they've had. Yeah. Or just family stories and stuff that like they know about. So I actually have um, a story that happened to me at undisclosed place that they used to work at, I still work at for now, that I could tell next time mm-hmm. this episode is just getting a little long. But there will be more, so stay tuned for that. I have no idea what's coming next week. We'll figure it out. It's fine. We'll play we'll, by ear. We'll probably do something more true crime because we try to format it if we do something paranormal to the next time do something true crime. So we know not everyone's here for the paranormal. And that's okay. Yeah. We all have our interests. I lean more towards the paranormal, and Emily leans more towards true crime. So it's like, I love both. She loves both, but we just have our... We have have our opinions here. Anyway, thank you for joining us, Craig. It was very fun to have you here. We love having you. Thank you for your spooky stories. I know. My spooky stories were rocking this this room. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they were. When we used to work together, I would pester Craig all the time. I'm like, what are your spooky stories, Craig? Give them. I'd have to like, I'd have to go to each of my siblings and be like, tell me your spooky stories. And like, yeah. do it. Pull it out. Do it. I'm sure you all have a lot. A lot more than I, like, th- I say this to a lot of people, but um, if you ever want a spooky story, make sure you go to like, your old senile grandma, your old senile <laughs> grandparents, <laughs> like, your parents, your siblings, your cousins, your aunts and uncles, someone in your family has a spooky story, and you know what? Like, get them drunk, get them really tired, <laughs> get them slap happy. They'll, they'll, their, their lips will loosen, and you can pull those spooky stories out of them. What if you don't drink? What am I supposed to do then, Craig? Make them stay up like for thirty six hours, and you'd be like, tell me everything. My grandma can barely stay up for thirty minutes right now. <laughs> what are you telling me, Craig? Then just be like. Just whisper in her ear while she sleeps. If she, she just asked really nicely, I'm sure she'd be like, fine. She'd say, um, I don't know. Or it'd be like the type of grandparents who are like, we don't talk about it. And yeah. you're like, what or, happened? Or you can pull up with a like, I really want to know more about like your life. Do you have any spooky experiences and stuff? And just be really like, nice. Like, I would really love to know. That or oh. you go to either the spouse and ask, and if, like, the spouse doesn't work, you go to the children. Yes. If the children don't work, you break off to the in-laws, because the in-laws are going to tell you. <laughs> That's facts. You'll find the story somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And if you have any, please send them to our email. I want to read them so badly. Yes, please. It's um, just chronic pain and paranormal, para- oh my goodness, chronic pain and paranoia at gmail.com. Yes. Very easy to remember. Thank you again for joining us, Craig, and thank you to all of our listeners for joining us. Sorry that we have not uploaded in a sec. That's okay. But it's fine. It's okay. We got a fatty episode. We do got a fatty episode. I hope you guys liked it, and I hope you come back next time. Don't forget your heating pads, friends. And stay spooky. Yes. Goodbye. Goodbye.